Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, good evening, good evening, Baltimore. Welcome to Man in the Mirror with your host, Hezekiah L. Montgomery, and special co-host, as always, Nichelle Johnson. Tonight, we will be discussing Job 1.20, and all, he fell to the ground in worship. And as always, we will begin in prayer. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, we just bow down as humble servants, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for our lying down last night, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for waking us up to a day we've never seen before, Lord. We just ask you, Lord, just to bless this show in a mighty and a fantastic way this evening, Lord, as we just learn how to worship, learn what Job went to and everything that he went through, Lord, and to come to find out that he just bowed down in worship to you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for our co-host, Lord. Continue to bless her in a mighty way, Lord. She's not feeling too well, Lord, but, Lord, you are God, and amongst you there's no other. And you keep us going even though we don't feel like going, Lord. It's been a rough few weeks, Lord, but guess what? You are still God. We're going to continue in the man in the ministry, man in the mirror ministry, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for everything you've done in our lives and are going to do, Lord. Please bless those that are sick among us. Bless their family in a special and a mighty way. We ask all these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I, I do apologize. We had a few uh, little short 
short interruption of silence because I thought I had you guys on, but you were on mute. There's so much going on that they're trying to keep everything going. But, Michelle, how are you feeling today? Well, I'll just say I'm blessed in the Lord, glad I can at least talk because <laughs> I have a lot going on with my mouth right now. Uh, yeah, I've been there. I was there a couple of weeks ago, as you remember. So I, I know, I know how you feel. I don't yeah. like the Dennis either. He's my they're my worst enemy, but they keep calling me to come back in. They they must think that I like them like that. But one of these days, they'll figure out that I don't like them like that. <laughs> but I am excited. I'm truly excited about tonight's show because the Lord gave me this and all the craziness that has been going on. And I'm just going to reach out to everybody. How many of us have been going through so many things in our life that sometimes we just don't know what to do? And I'm going to be honest, sometimes we don't know what to do, you know. But we have to realize that God is still in control. Regardless of what we go through, God is still and control. And again, to, to, to the title of tonight's show is In All He Fell to the Ground in Worship. And, you know, I just want us to realize that, look, that is the time that we have to realize that Job was going through something. He was going through some things that we as people would not be able to go through today. But guess what? We're going to actually talk to, you know, we're going to talk about that. We're going to discuss it. And we're going to, you know, hopefully learn something tonight. Learn something tonight. All right, and what I'm going to do in a few minutes is I'm actually going to read about the show. I'm trying to get everything organized right now, but I'm going to read about the show so we can actually be prepared and so everybody will know what is going on tonight. Um, With all I've been through personally, and this is about me, the Lord led me to start reading through Job again. As I stated in my book, Rediscovering Kai, I read Job several years ago when I was in the NBDF and learned a lot. But just a week ago, when things attacking the ministry, that God, God led me to read it again. I read the first chapter, and the first thing that hit me when I got to verse 21, which I circled in red pen, is that he fell to the ground in worship. That hit me hard. That hit me hard. Job had just got a lot of bad news back to back, and he fell down in worship. So the Lord led me to do this show just on that. And all that, he fell down to the ground in worship. That's a hard pill to swallow, even for me. And I'm honest, you know, I don't like pain. I don't like anything. Had two feet a couple weeks ago. Had a guest that didn't show up, you know, had a, it was a no-show, you know, got bills coming in left and right. We all been there. We got more bills than we got money. But we keep trying to, what do you think, Michelle? You got more bills than you got money? Every month. <laughs> Every and even month. for me, that can be a bit much. 
but God's been dealing with me so I can give it to you. So what we're going to do is where you can call in at 917-889-2271 or log in at www.blogtalkradio.com and click on that show. And, you know, you can meet us there in the chat room. The show is in the chat room. But what we're going to do is we're just going to talk about that tonight. We're going to talk about that tonight. We're definitely going to talk about that tonight because what do you do when life just gives you this big debacle that you can just fall down in worship? And I'm going to read the first 20 verses, and then we're going to discuss that because then we're going to read a few more after that. In the land of Uz, there lived a man whose name was Job. This man was blameless and upright. He feared God and shunned evil. He had sons. My policy is. He had sons and daughters, and owned several thousand sheep, three thousand camels, five hundred yoke of oxen, and five hundred donkeys, and had a large number of servants. He was the greatest man amongst all the people of the East. His sons used to hold feasts in their homes on their birthdays, and they would invite their three sisters to eat and drink with them. When a period of feasting had run its course, Job would make arrangements for them to be purified early in the morning. He would sacrifice a burnt offering for each of them, thinking, perhaps my children have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. This was Job's regular custom. One day the angels came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came with them. The Lord said to Satan, Where have you come from? Satan answered the Lord, From roaming throughout the earth, through back and forth on it. Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright, and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. Does Job fear God for nothing? Satan replied, have you not put the hedge around him and his household and everything he has? He has blessed, you have blessed the works of his hands so that his flocks and herds are spread throughout the land. But now, but now, stretch out your hand and strike everything he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. The Lord said to Satan, very well. Very well, then. Everything he has is in your power. But on the man himself, do not lay a finger. Now, Nishan, I'm going to ask you a question. <clears throat> I've always thought this was funny. First thing, what do you think, in your own words, was going on at that time right there? The angels are presented before God, and Satan happens to come up around too. And what do you think that the Lord meant, or what was going on at the time that God asked Satan, where have you come from? Well, God asked Satan that, but really he already knew that he was basically roaming around trying to see what trouble he could start and, and looking over the people 
And so God knew that he had been out doing this. So basically that question was just to start the conversation because God knew what Satan was doing. God knows all. Exactly. But I'm like, okay. Now this is interesting right here. Satan answered the Lord from roaming through what the earth going back and forth. The Lord said to Satan, and here's a question for you again. Have you considered my servant Job? Now, <clears throat> I know what my answer would be. Now, what would you do if you knew God asked Satan that question? What would what would be the first thing that come to your mind? Well, honestly, you know, my my hope and, and prayer is that I can be in such a position. Do I want to go through everything Job went through? No, 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 I don't. But my prayer is to be in that position because God knew that Job was such a man of faith that he, you know, asked him, have you considered my servant Job? And and obviously you can tell from Satan's answer that he was well acquainted with Job. And so maybe he had even already been looking, but see, that's my that's my uh, opinion. That's not that's not fact. But honestly, that that's how I feel. And I I wish and pray that I can be in a position that God knows that I would be so faithful that he he knows that I can handle, you know, something to the the magnitude that Job went through. All right, excellent, excellent. Now, me, myself, I'd be like, okay, why you got to call me out like that? You know, like, you <laughs> call the kids, like, uh, why why you got to call me out like that? You know, I'm out of my own business, doing my own thing, but why do you got to call me out like that? And one thing I do admire about Job, he you know he loves his kids so much that he would go back and make sure that they were purified before the Lord as his custom. He, he know just in case they were doing wrong, he would sanctify them unto the Lord. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a, a good point, too, actually, because, you know, as parents, are are we doing that? Because, you know, there were, um, I guess, like ceremony, ceremonial kind of things that they did more back in that, in that time, but are we praying for our kids? Are we bringing them before God and praying about them and, you know, just bringing them before the Lord to bless them and keep them and guide them and that sort of thing. So that's a good point actually um, to bring out as well. That is a great point because we actually have to keep our children in prayer. Just mm-hmm. like um, in the New Testament when, uh, you know, the father actually he gave his son an inheritance, a prodigal son, but he was always there looking for him, always at the door looking for him, always there, always there until the time he came home. But let's continue. Um, the Lord said to Satan very well then, everything he has is in your power, but on the man himself, do not lay a finger. Then Satan went out from the Presence of the Lord. Now, here it comes, folks. I love this part. I may be a crazy guy, but I love this part. 
One day when Job's sons and daughters were feasting and drinking wine at the older brother's house, a messenger came to Job and said, the oxen were plowing and the donkeys were gazing there, grazing nearby, and the Sabians attacked and made off attacked and made off with them. But the servant of the they put the servants to the sword, and I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. Remember that sentence, and I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. Now, while he was still speaking, another messenger came and said, The fire of God fell from the heavens and burned up the sheep and the servants, and I am the only one who escaped to tell you. That's two events. While he was still speaking, another messenger came and said, The Chaldeans formed three raiding parties and swept down on your camels and made off with them. They put the servants to the sword, and again, I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. Wow. Now, I'm seeing more. The more I read it, I'm seeing more. That was four. Now, verse 18, while he was still speaking, another yet messenger came and said, your sons and daughters were feasting and drinking wine at the older brother's house, when suddenly a mighty wind swept in from the desert and struck the four corners of the house. It collapsed on them, and they are all dead. And I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. Now, Michelle, let's look at this. That's five <laughs> servants that have escaped five tragedies. Think about that. Five of them. Only one was left to go back and tell Job. What do you think about that? Well, I think somebody had to be left to tell him. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, uh, yeah. But, yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah, you know, the, the things that happened, they happened, but uh, someone had to alert Job. So I guess there was a reason why there was you know, one left to be able to tell him everything that had happened. But now let's be realistic. Now, if, if put it, what if you had, they like kids, every time you turn around, somebody kept telling you something that's happening. Let's back it up. He said, the oxen are plowing and the donkeys were grazing nearby and the Sabians intact and made off with them. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, the fire of God fell from heaven and burned up the sheep and the servants. And I am, that's number two, I am the only one. The Chaldeans formed three raiding parties and swept down on your camels and made off with them that's, and put the servants to the sword. That's number four. To number three. Your son's... Number three, your sons and daughters were feasting and drinking wine in the oldest brother's house. So that mighty wind swept in from the desert and struck the four corners, and I am the only one. So we got five incidents that's going on. And now let's see. How, how would you feel all of a sudden everybody, everywhere you turn, and you're everywhere you turn, in the moment you may be sitting or standing, but somebody kept bringing you bad news. 
Every time I think of it, it reminds me of um, the hot, um, the Wiz when, when the, you know that song. Don't nobody bring me no bad news, but um, everywhere you turn, they were bringing him bad news. Now, what kind of response? Realistically, I'll be honest with you, I would be. I probably would pass out. I probably <laughs> would, you know, grinch in my teeth. I probably, you know, realistically, we got to remember we got we had emotions. And our God is not a God of emotions, but when our emotions do heighten, you know, that adrenaline just makes us want to go do something because some people can't handle that kind of information back to back to back to back to back. Some people realistically cannot handle that type of information. But this well, is the and part. When you, look, when, you, when you look at, you know, the, the part summing up, you, you, you'll see that Job, he was emotional. He was emotional because, of course, all of this bad news, all all of your camels, all the all the servants, um, the children, you know, everything that happened. So he was definitely um, emotional, which led to what he did in um, the next couple of verses. Uh, and also, I wanted to say this: you know, we really, I, I used to have a little statement that I made. And we know the the Bible talks about manifold trials. And so when it used to be like everything was just going crazy all at one time, yes, you, you may, you know, we're emotional beings and we may slip into our emotions dealing with things. But when you just take a moment to look, when stuff is happening and it's just ridiculous amount of things happening, it's just stuff that's so unbelievable. You can't, you you can barely believe all the craziness that's going on and these manifold trials that are coming from every side. It's almost at that point is when you realize, oh, this is the devil. This is the devil, and he's he's doing a work right now. Yeah. That would be the point there. Yeah, this is the devil because the devil is busy. And I'm still, you know, I'm like I say, I'm still kind of upset, you know, when I read that because it's like, this is uh, this is more than one person should Unbelievable. Yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. One person should not have to go through all that. That's all I'm going to say. One person should not have to go through all that. But this is the part that the whole show is about. And, and you are listening live with Man in the Mirror. If you're host Hezekiah L. Montgomery and co-host Michelle Johnson, you can call in at 917-889-2271 or log in at www.blogtalkradio.com. And tonight's show is called In All. He fell to the ground in worship. And here we go. At this, after hearing this, Job got up and tore his robe and shaved his head, fell to the, to the ground in worship. And said, naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. And all this Job did not sin by charging God with wrongdoing. Now, that's amazing. Because how many of us would just get up, start praising and worship, and pray? We have this and. And this is the funny thing. So much going on. I, you know, I totally forgot 
about perpetual praise Friday, but where are you putting it all in as in today? You know, because this is the third Friday, and with so much that was going on, it's like, yeah, I got caught off guard, but guess what? This is the way that God said we're going to put it in today. Because worship, and I had to look up the word worship. I'm like, okay, what is worship? And I said this on my pre-show. What is worship? And worship, the feeling or expression of reverence and adoration for deity, the worship of God. And our synonyms, reverence, veneration, adoration, glorification, glory, exaltation. We are showing, he came up and said, the feeling of expression and adoration, the worship of God. He got up and decided, you know what? I came into this, you know, from my mother. Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. He lost everything. How many of us, and I'm asking, how many of us, some of us can attest that we've lost everything. Some of us can attest that we're going through our Job experience. Some some people can attest that, look, I've been there, done that, bought the T-shirt, or the book did everything. But how many that when you're going through this great debacle, when you're going through this great debacle, when you're again, when you're going through this great debacle, a sudden and ignominious failure or fiasco, a sudden and ignominious failure or fiasco. This was a great fiasco in Job's life right now. All of a sudden, it just happened. But how many of us? And I want you guys to think: How many of us will be able to fall to the ground? And worship, start praising God, start loving on God, start adoring God. All the words that came that, that I, you know, spoke of before, expressing reverence, you know, to God. You know, he said, I came in this earth with nothing. I'm going to leave with nothing because he just lost it all. It's almost like the Great Depression or, you know, when the stock market crashes, everybody just goes crazy. You know, when it's, if the stock market mm-hmm. crashes, the whole world just goes crazy. Well, I know all America will because if the stock market crashes, everybody would be like they've lost everything. When we were going through that, that you know, depression, when we was going through years ago, people were going crazy. People were going crazy. But to back up, Job fell down to the ground and worshiped. That was his first, how they say the army, that was his first, you know, way to handle it. He shaved his head, he tore his clothes, and he fell down in worship, praising. You know, we have to praise. We have to worship God in all. You know, David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall be continually on my lips. Well, we may say, that's what you call lip singing. We may say this stuff, but it shall be honestly. How many times in your life were you able to do that? Do what? You know, when things go wrong, you just want to start to worship and praise. Well. 
uh, I, I, me, and I may be unusual, but I think for most of my life, you know, I've used praise and, and worshiping God as a way to get through or over or past things that are going on. And that just has to do with me. That's, that's something that I've, that I've done for years. Um, and it's actually a word that was spoken into me as well in reference to that. So that's just something that I've always done. Um, that may not be everybody's natural reaction, but I, I think it's important to note that it's several stages of things that, that, um, Job was going through here within that verse 20 and 21. It, it, it talks about, you know, he tore his robe, he shaved his head and all that. So honestly, to me, that is the moment when he was grieving. That was the grief. And, you know, nobody ever said that we're not allowed to feel um, sadness, grief, um, be upset for a minute. You know, these are all things, you know, the Bible tells us to be angry, but sin not. So, Amen, amen, yes it does. We we are allowed, we are allowed. God knows us, so he knows that we are um, emotional, we have emotions. So being the God that he is, you know, he said in the word, he gave us that liberty to, to you know, have your emotions but don't use it as an occasion to sin. So this is this is kind of the, what Job followed. He was able to have his moment of grief where in such grief he, he just tore his clothing off and shaved his hair and fell to the ground. And then it talks about after that, he worshiped. So he came to a realization that, look, God, Nothing I had belonged to me, you know, anyway, the earth is the Lord's, and everything on it is God's, so it it never belonged to me, and with the naked I came, and naked I shall return. Then he also blessed God and worshipped him at the same time, because regardless, so I think it's important for us to, you know, know that we can to be okay with the fact that we can have that moment of grief or that moment of sadness or being upset a little bit about something that has happened uh, that may have just knocked us off kilter, that may have just really took us for a loop. And things like this happen to us humans here on earth all the time. And but to not stay there, and that's the lesson. Don't get stuck there. Don't have the pity party and and stay in it. You gotta move on to realizing that look, nothing belonged to me anyway. It was all yours, God. The children are yours. The job was yours to give to me. The you know the car, the house, the, the personal belongings. So whatever it was that that's gone, you know, it was yours to give to me in the first place. And I bless you, God. I bless you. Regardless. 
Because God, that's what God wants to know. Are you going to worship me? Are you going to bless my name? Are you going to serve me? Are you going to obey me regardless? So I think those are the things that we, we really can take from those two, just those two verses. Excellent. Amen. And um, before we go on a break again, he said, and just as Michelle said, and all this Job did not sin by charging God with wrongdoing. You are listening live with the man uh, with man and the mayor with your host, Hezekiah Montgomery and co-host Michelle Johnson. We are discussing Job chapter one verses, Job chapter one. And our key verse is verse 20, where it says, and all and all, he fell to the ground in worship. Um, we're going to have a few notes from our supporters, and then we'll have uh, take our break, and we'll be back with some with some more of this fantastic discussion this evening. A few notes from our supporters: Music Instructions for All Learners Inc., where music knows no age. If you're interested in music instruction, such as piano lessons or instrumental lessons, please contact us at four four three. Five seven four fifty four ninety one to set up an appointment to talk to our instructors, and please visit us on our new and improved website at www.mefowinc.org. Thank you, and we are continuing to run our fundraiser, where we're trying to raise four hundred dollars to pay for our nonprofit status. We just uh, we actually received a few weeks a four dollar donation towards that, so we do thank the persons who actually donated that forty dollars. Another sponsor is Curry Boss Project. Curry Boss Project was created to empower, inspire, motivate, and change the lives of full-figured women. Curvy chicks are boss chicks, too, not to mention beautiful, intelligent, and talented. Please check them out on Facebook at Curvy Boss Project and their website at www.curvyboss.com. I just want to reach out and thank one of our, you know, new um, supporters for Man in the Mirror, uh, Mr. Leroy McKenzie, Jr., President and CEO of JNF Enterprises. Giving the best business consulting service. Let us show you how to grow your brand. We offer marketing uh, marketing plan strategies for entrepreneurs and authors, business sales development, entrepreneur kits for aspiring business owners, seasonal entrepreneurs looking to expand your brand. Call for an initial consultation today at 443-762-2324 or email at jfkenterprised with a D on the end at yahoo.com. And I love their mission. JNF Enterprise is a distribution, publishing, and business consulting firm designed to provide enlightening, provocative, and empowering books, Christian-based products, and 21st century business consulting techniques through our emerging authors, progressive technology, and creative exposure. JNF Enterprises was started in 2004 with the self-publishing of President Leroy C. McKenzie Jr.'s debut book of poetry, The Inner Soul, Volume 1 and 2, and the launching of their new Christian apparel line, Try 3 Jesus TM. Believing in the wisdom that God placed in him, Leroy set out to put the distribution and publishing industries on notice that there was about to be a new way of doing business. Following the 
purpose of bringing visions to reality, JNF seeks to enlighten, empower, and impact the communities that it will touch. We seek to provide emerging authors with an independent avenue to mainstream exposure, touch individuals with our Christian spirit through our Christian apparel collection, and bring visions to reality through our business consulting services. By being a Christian-based company, we will add a spiritual foundation to our business that will add instant credibility, integrity, and general sense, and a general sense of courtesy to the world of business. In this day and time, businesses have missed the mark in providing exceptional products and services. JNF is poised to bring back the basics to business. All right. And with that said, again, we do a thank um, uh, Mr. Dr. Leroy McKenzie, Jr., President and CEO of JNF Enterprises, for supporting Man and the Mayor. We will be back shortly. And I want you just to enjoy this song. But the Lord put a, a few songs you know, as I'm driving around, trying to take care of business. The Lord gave me this song. And I want you to enjoy it. And we'll be back with more of And All. He fell down to the ground and worship. I felt it first when I was younger A strange connection to the light Tried to satisfy the hunger I never got it right I never got it right So I climbed a mountain Built an altar Looked out as far as I could see And every day I'm getting older I'm running out of dreams I'm running out of dreams
You are back live with Man in the Mirror with your host, Hezekiah L. Montgomery, and co-host, Michelle Johnson. And our show tonight is, and all, he fell down to the ground and worshiped. And before we move on, you can call in at 917-889-2271, 917-889-2271, or log in at www.blogtalkradio.com, and you can pick up the show there. And if you miss it tonight, you can tell your friends about it. Um, please tell them they can listen to it on demand as well. Um, just look up um, Blog Talk Radio. On Blog Talk Radio, look up Man in the Mirror, and you will see Hezekiah L. Montgomery there. Or look up Hezekiah L. Montgomery on Google, and this will see Maria's wall out there. We used to have it, the Man in the Mirror. But as soon as you hook up, look up Hezekiah L. Montgomery on Google, a man in the mirror online talk radio online radio will come up. But we thank you guys and we love you guys. And before we go on, um, we are two shows away from our hundredth show. So by in two weeks we will be doing our hundredth show. Woohoo! And I am excited. I'm excited. I'm excited because that's a hundred shows down the line. Yeah, yeah, let's all clap. I said that at a pause button. But um, I'm going to have that that night. But, you know, I'm excited because it's been almost two years coming up in October. Wow, somebody's getting old. But um, almost two years coming up in October, and our our fantastic friend who planted the seed over two years ago in August of August 18, 2013, when I had my first when I was first interviewed by C. Maria Wall on Healing Through Hurt, through their book club, Hezekiah uh, Montgomery made his debut on her show, and I've been around ever since then. But we just thank you guys mm-hmm. for listening. Our 100 show, we're going to do something special. We will definitely do something special because 100 shows, and, you know, you think you've grown by then, but there's still, still more to come. And um, we're next week because I was going to do it, but next week we are going to have Miss Roshika Henry back with her book. She's going to give us a you know four one one about her book, Back from Broken. It is out, y'all. It is out. I'll say it again. It is out. I'll say it one more time. Back from Broken is is out, and she is going to share it with us. She's going to tell us about it. You can call in, get the information on how to get the book. But that's what I like to have. I like to have authors come back on so they will, you know, give us the foreground, what's going on with their book. We can do some more, talk about the book. I'm going to get a chance to read a few excerpts from the book, you know, before she comes on. But we're just going to have some fun because she has a story. When I tell you she has a story, I couldn't believe some of the stuff that she went through. But she has more heart than me. You know, she had more heart than me with some of the stuff she put about. I'm a chicken. So, you know, I was in, you know, I'm a chicken. But I just thank her for, you know, for, you know, wanting to come back on the show because this is, we are here to help each other. We are here to help each other. We want this show to go on and go on and go on. And um, if you want to call in, the show is going to be in the chat room. We're talking about, um, and all he fell down to the ground in worship. If you want to give us your experience or what's going on in your life, tell us, you know, any comments. You can call in at 917-889-2271. Press the number one on your phone if you want to just, you know, 
chime in on what we've been talking about because we have about 15 minutes to go. We've been doing a lot of talking. We've been reading this word, getting into the word. So the shows in the um, chat room, we're online. You know, if you want to talk about what's going on, because, again, what, you know, what would you do if you were in Job's situation, you know, after five servants came up to you, kept saying, after that one came, a messenger came, and when that one came, a messenger came. What would you do, and, you know, what would be on your mind? And in verse 20 is what we've been talking about. At this, Job got up and tore his robe, shaved his head, and fell to the ground in worship. Okay, Michelle, Amen. I think we have a caller, so I'll let you take it from there. Yes, we do. Looks like we have someone who wants to speak about the Job experience. So, caller ending in last four digits of your phone, one, two, six, eight. Again, caller ending in one, two, six, eight. Welcome to the man in the mirror. Good evening. Good evening. This is Brentina. You guys are doing a wonderful job. I just wanted to call <laughs> in and say I'm being blessed by listening in to this episode. And I really do think it's all about um, your journey or your faith in Christianity. Because I can say maybe, you know, years ago, even though I could call myself a Christian, I would still get angry and upset when things would happen and even question God, why did you allow this to happen? Or why are you mad at me? Or I'm being punished. for. But now in this state of my Christianity and my walk in faith, it's more of let it be your will, God, if this is what it's supposed to be. What am I to get out of this? What are you teaching Amen. me? So I yeah. do believe that it's a part of, of your faith. Um, now, and there are still some things that I don't immediately start worshiping and praising about. I have to go through that emotions, as you talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that that's where I need to be, that I have to eventually start praising and worshiping so that he can show me what is needed out of the experience. Amen. That was just my contribution. But you guys are doing a wonderful job, and I'm really being blessed by listening to you. Well, thank you so much. So glad that you're listening in, and thank you for your comment. No problem. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I, I really do, um, I feel like, you know, that there is, in every trial and every tribulation, there is definitely something that we should be getting from the experience. And so it's not just a, you know, oh, this is happening. I can't do anything about it. Okay, God, you know. But, you know, like Sister Brentina was saying, you know, when you are going through these trials and tribulations, there is definitely something going on that you need to pay attention to. You know, a lot of times God is trying to get uh, our attention with the things that are going on. And we should definitely praise him through the situation. We should definitely know that, you know, that there's only going to be a certain point that this thing is going to go to because he's always going to give us, you know, a way of escape. So it's not going to be so rough that it's going to completely take us out. And I think that's the thing we really need to remember. It's not going to take it's not going to take you out. 
And I know sometimes we get into, you know, into our feelings, into our emotions, and we feel like this is too much, God, or, you know, this is, this is, I can't recover. But, you know, are we really believe in the word of God? The word of God says mm-hmm. that he won't put on you more than you can bear. So I think that one of the greatest things that we can do for our own lives and for our own sanity is to just to accept the word of God at what it says. If God says that he won't put on you more than you can bear, then that means he has not put on you more than you can bear. So accept that and know that. And trust in that, keep moving, because obviously God had that amount of faith, you know, in you or that amount of of confidence in you that he knows that you can make it through whatever you're going through. So I thank you just for your comment. Amen, amen, amen. We're winding down to the last 10 minutes of the show. So if you, you know, if you guys, anyone else wants to call in, 917-889-2271. Person number one on your phone if you have any comments. Um, but I'm just having a fabulous time in the show. Again, um, Sister Brentini, we I do appreciate that because, you know, um, as Michelle was saying, I, you know, sometimes in my life I'll be like, okay, if just one more thing happens, we feel like we're like a – like Mount Vesuvius, we're about to just explode sometime. It's like, okay, how much more can I take? And God does know how much more, how much we can take because I've been in those situations, so I can attest. I made it through it. I probably thought I wasn't going to make it. You know, all this price, okay, Lord. Okay, Lord. Okay. You know, we do, we've all been there. We've all been in those situations like, okay, one more thing. It's almost like the straw that we have that saying, the straw that broke the camel's back. <laughs> breaks the camel's back. Like, yeah, the straw that breaks the camel's back. If there's one more straw, they keep piling up, and they keep piling up. But, again, the word says he's not going to put more on, too much more on us that we can't bear because he knows how much we can bear. Sometimes we forget about that, that he knows how much we can bear. We definitely forget because, you know, when you're going through, you know, especially Job, I, you know, I know myself, I probably would have been at wit's end. But Job being Job, he did a whole twist. He did something that's – see, Satan is not expecting us to worship him. He's not expecting us to turn it around. He's like, okay, I got him. I got him, you know. Just let me do this, Lord. Mm-hmm. Let me do this, God. Let me go mess with Job. Now, Satan said, you know, Satan was ready. He said, hmm, you put a hedge around him. So, you know, you just, if you're, you're protecting him. God is like our father. We protect our children. Father, mothers, we protect our children. We are that hedge. So as long as, we, as long as they're in our household, as long as they're around us, we are their hedge. What does Satan say? Take the hedge from around him. You're protecting him. Take the hedge from around him. Let me do what I do best. Destroy. Destruction. Mm-hmm. And he came out full force. The first that was I don't know what they say in war, but that was the first that was the first round. Because we know there's a round two. You know, that was the first round. He just came up and just came out full force. 
like a roaring lion, seeking who can, he can devour. He came after Job full force. And then, you know, as we know in chapter 2, he goes on, okay, well, that didn't work. I can see him like, okay, that wasn't what he was expecting. You ever see those cartoons when the jaw drops? He's like, okay. He said, and all this Job did not sin, in verse 22, by charging God with wrongdoing. Satan mm. wasn't expecting that. So he said, okay, you won this battle, but the war is still on. Battles are <laughs> conceived of many wars. Battles are conceived of, wars are conceived of many battles until they are won. So mm-hmm. Satan had to retreat. He had to retreat. And if you remember in the New, in the New Testament, and the Lord just gave this to me, when um, the devil, when um, Jesus was in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights, and he went through that trial with Satan, people forget what the Bible says after that. You know, after he after he said, "Thou hast not, thou shalt not live by bread, bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God." After he said, "Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God only," and him, you know, he said Satan left him until another opportune time. That's what he does. He loses this battle. He'll go. He'll go retreat like a dog wagging his tail between his legs. He'll, you know, get himself together. He went to God and said, okay, life, life for life. He said, okay, I, I lost that one. Yeah, you know what? You know what, God, chapter 2, paraphrase. And, he, and then God said, you know what? You can do whatever you want, but do not take his life. See, those are the God. Satan still, people not thinking, Satan still has parameters of what he can and what he can't do. And that was it right there. God said, you can do your will, but do not take his life. You can make it a little hard, but do not take his life. Amen. And I, and I just I, wanted to mention, I posted something over in the, um, in the Facebook event page, uh, the actual website and it's an article that's basically talking about the the seven lessons that we can get from Job and I thought some of these were really great and I just wanted to uh, call some of them out those things that we can get from the whole story of Job Um, and one the first lesson is that God knows he, he already knows, and we talked about that, how God knew what Satan was doing. He already knows all about everything that we've done, everything that's going on. God knows about it. And two, you know, God limits the trial, which is what Hezekiah was just talking about, that there's only a, a certain point that he's going to even let Satan go to because you know, despite the fact that Satan is, is roaming around and, and doing his best to, you know, make us miserable and, and kill, steal, and destroy, um, he's still subject to God in the end. that That's just the way it is. And so God limits these trials that we, we go under. Um, this one, which I thought was really, really good, was seek growth and not vindication. So... You know, if if we've been on a job for 20 years and get fired unjustly, it's not 
you know, for you to take up arms and go in like we've seen people do. <laughs> Not, and I'm just, I'm just being, you know, taking know, it to the extreme. But, you know, that's not what we're supposed to do. Instead, we're supposed to see where we can grow from what we're going through, how, what lessons we can get, which is what Sister Brentina was talking about, what what lessons we can get, what, how can we grow Amen. from what's happening to us, how can we increase our faith, our love, our joy, our peace, how can we move forward uh, in what has happened. And then also it says the Keep in mind that the why is elusive, and I think that is the hardest thing for us because we always, we're still like the little kids. We always want to know why, but why? And, you know, when we can't figure out exactly the why, you know, this had to happen or why that had to happen, it often vexes us. It, it really messes with our minds, but the one thing we should be doing is we should not even um, consider the why. The why is actually not the important part. And uh, the other lesson it was saying is trust, even in your anguish. So we need to still be trusting in God, even why, even through our being upset, even through our, and we were talking about that earlier with that uh, verses 20, and 21, how Job was upset to the point where he ripped his clothes off of him, but he still did God, and we we need to do that. And also know that in the end, you know, the shortest way I can put it is we've heard people say, you know, in the end we win. So know that in the end there is a reward. In the end, all is working for your good. In the end, You'll, you know, you'll you'll be where God wants you to be. So just remember that. And lastly, um, we we can emerge from this thing when we really take in what God is trying to teach us or show us. So we really should be spending more time praising God and focusing on him and focusing on, you know, getting on the other side of this trial, tribulation, whatever you may be going through, and not getting stuck, you know, in it. So I thought those were really good lessons. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Okay. Amen, amen, amen. We are uh, winding down. I just want to, you know, and were those your closing comments in the show? Oh, I think so. Okay, not a problem, not a problem. We're winding down. Um, I'd just like to thank all of you who have been listening in and joining in our great discussion this evening in All He Fell to the Ground in Worship. Was that an easy thing to do? Mm -mm, I don't think so. But when we push forward and push God first, even in our storms, we can have that Job attitude and worship. If you have any more questions and information, you can actually put that on our event page, you know, and we can keep this discussion going. Just keep, you know, saying about the thing. If you want, this is something I want for this event page. If there's something you want to say, something that you're going through, put it there. We'll keep you in prayer. That This is what we're here for. We'll keep you in prayer that we can all make it because we all have to make it 
you know, through this. Um, again, um, I just want to thank you because, you know, like I said, I've been going through, but I'm still pushing. I want to get to that point, and all this Job did not sin by charging God with wrongdoing. When we're going through it, not God, you know, kind of pure joy. It goes back to that James 1 again, Michelle. <laughs> you got to count of pure joy, right? Amen. That's what it says. Amen. Count of pure joy, you know. I, I think that's one of the funniest verses around. It says, count of pure joy or the um, – uh, NIV says, oh, my goodness, can't even find it now. But it says, consider pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And I'm just going to leave on that note because that is something we just have to remember, count of pure joy, consider a pure joy. And I just want to thank all those who are listening in tonight. You guys have been wonderful. You know, all those, you know, uh, Sister Martina who called in, you know, and, you know, for calling in and just, you know, supporting a, supporting a man in the mirror. And with that said, this is Hezekiah Montgomery signing off. And as always, we'll see you at the mirror. La 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 la